Let's turn to God. Matthew chapter 10. We'll start there tonight. Matthew chapter 10. The Gospels. <laughs> Matthew chapter 10. We'll read verses 16 through 25. Matthew 10, verses 16 through 25. I say this in the Word of God. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues, and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up brother to death, and the father the child, and children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee you into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel to the Son of Man become. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master, and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are our refuge, our fortress, our buckler. Lord, I'm glad that we have a place that we can flee. The Word says the conies are but a feeble folk, but they make their refuge in the rocks. But Lord, help us to realize we're but feeble folk, but Lord, we can make our refuge in Thee. Lord, again, we pray for the great needs among us, Lord, many physical needs. Again, the Muxlows, Sister Diane, uh, Sister Angela's father, uh, Sonny, and uh, Lord, uh, others that have been mentioned. Lord, you know uh, the, the needs, Lord, and Lord, you know what's going on uh, in hearts. We think of uh, Sister Judy Knight, and Lord, uh, the uh, unspoken that she often uh, mentions, or we think of uh, Sister Meyer's brother. Lord, wherever he is right now, we want to pray for him right now, wherever he is, take the word that he's heard. Lord, other loved ones, Lord, take the word that they've heard and convict their heart. Holy Spirit, convict their heart. Deal with their heart, even now, wherever they are. Lord, they may, wherever they're sitting, whatever they're doing, Lord, you can come by and take that sword and pierce and divide asunder. Lord, we ask you to do that. Draw them unto thyself. Thank you for the faithful uh, prayers of your children, Lord, that are here tonight and they're listening in to pray for others and the needs in their life. Now, Lord, <coughs> teach us. Always through your word that you'd get the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, you've heard me often say, what is harder than acting like a Christian? Anybody remember what the answer to that is? Reacting like a Christian. We'll talk a little bit about that, right? Huh? Oh. I'm just I'm picking on Ben. One of the biggest areas, all right, we have a difficulty reacting like a Christian is in the area of being criticized. Anybody here enjoy getting criticized? Anybody? Anybody besides me? 
Just joking. <laughs> no, we don't like to be criticized. <laughs> Let me give you some things about criticism. Someone once said, criticism is something you can avoid easily. Well, man, well, I want to hear about that. How can I avoid? All right, easily. By saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. However, that isn't an option for anyone who wants to accomplish something for the Lord as a believer. One of the, of course, the prices of serving the Lord, especially in leadership, is criticism. When spectators watch a race, where do they focus their attention? On the ones out front, of course. Few people pay close attention to the racers who are not in contention. But when you're out front in your race and serve for the Lord, everything you do attracts attention. And, of course, if you're active for the Lord, you will be criticized. People will always find something to be unhappy about. I mean, what do you think of Moses? Oh, man, that poor guy. He was always getting something. Because criticism is a given for doers, right, in the Lord and those in leadership. It's crucial, right, to have a constructive strategy for dealing with it. Start by making sure you know and accept your intentions are right when you do something. Right. Believers, again, especially leaders who know themselves well, are equipped to understand whether it's directed at them or at their role. They can also judge criticism against what they know to be true about themselves or the situation. If a believer is honest with himself and sincere, they can determine whether the criticism is accurate and fair. Wise people. Believers are always aware that the following things matter, right? When being criticized, the, the source, they say, I not consider the source. You hear that all the time, right? <laughs> but, all right, the attitude of the person and their intent. Correction from a trustworthy person. Now, this is important, right? Because not all criticisms bad, even though it may not come to you the right way. Correction from a trustworthy person delivered with kindness and meant to be helpful, should always have more weight than, of course, a random pot shot. That being said, the truth of the message weighs even more than the delivery. When criticism appears accurate and fair, even though you may not like the way it was delivered, right? No matter how, why, or by whom it was said, again, no matter how, why, or by whom it was said, then it's the believer's or leader's responsibility to be open to it and learn from it. People can change for the better only when they are willing to improve. And, of course, a lot of that has to do with attitude, attitude. Wise believers, leaders, should work hard to resist defensiveness. Now, that's hard. Search for the grain of truth that might be in there and figure out the changes they need to make. And, of course, take the high road in their response to uh, the critic. When criticism is unfounded and inaccurate, it is sometimes appropriate to respond with truth, especially when criticism is public or the source you know, might be influential or the intent is constructive. Since a person right with that attitude, of course, would welcome correct information, sometimes you just got to say, well, you know, I don't like the way they said it, but, you know, that might be something I need to work on. But it's still wise to resist defensiveness and take the high road in the response. When believers allow and react appropriately to criticism, there's a very good chance that they will learn new things about themselves 
and improve and preserve their relationships, maybe with the one criticizing. We can't do more than try to be all that we can be for the Lord. We will sometimes take hits from others, but that's okay, part of it. But that's the price for being out front for the Lord. Of course, there's always going to be critics, and Jesus warned his followers to expect poor treatment. Now, we know there's a context to these verses, but certainly, uh, right, <laughs> the Jews and uh, tribulation, all these things, but there's a lot of things that we can learn here and learn as, a, as a followers of the Lord and realize there are always going to be critics. And again, Jesus warned his followers to expect poor treatment. And what does he say there in verse 1? Behold, I send you forth as sheep. Hey, we're excited to be sheep, but not amongst wolves, <laughs> right? And, of course, we're amongst wolves in this day and age. And so he, what, what's the guidance he gives as you go out there? Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So he's, he's, what do we see here? We see wisdom and weakness. But with that, we can still be strong in the Lord. Dealing with criticism certainly requires wisdom, uh, discernment. You know, what's, you know, okay, I don't like this, but I mean, is there something here I need to be attentive to? Or what's the, you know, what, what's, uh, what can I learn from this? And of course, not coming across at, with an attacking uh, attitude. You know, that's, that's, that's hard sometimes, you know, when people say uh, unkind things or, or uh, uh, do things uh, f- for no reason, but then they might have a reason. So, you know, let's, it's good to sit there and not try not to react. Uh, uh, quick, but sort of soak in maybe what somebody's said. That's why it's important not to always respond to things, you know, uh, quick, you know, and not, sometimes it's right there or if people write you a note or if uh, people leave a message or something, you know, a lot of times we just want to, uh, you know, avenge ourselves, if you will, in a, in a, in a, in a situation. But sometimes it's good to sit back and and uh, think about it. You know, I've certainly I've had people do things and maybe I didn't like the way they said it. But, you know, when I walked away and uh, just didn't think about the way they said it, but think about what they said, you said, well, you know, hey, maybe I don't like the way that was delivered. But, you know, maybe you can maybe you need to pay attention and, and, and listen up. But so it says here, right, beware of man. Right. And this, of course, this talks about be delivering up, but also gives some good uh, 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 principles for when you are criticized. Verse 19 but when they deliver you up, or maybe when they criticize you up or tear you up, you could use that as well. Take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. That's what we that's what we hope. Lord, you need to take over right now. You ever had that happen? Lord, you need to take over right now. We all I mean, we all have uh, uh, tempers. I always think about it like a dog on a leash. And normally, you know, when that when I see that dog jump, I try to pull on the leash. Normally, sometimes sometimes the leash gets off, get away from me a little, and I got to reel it back in a little bit further than I may have wanted to, <laughs> right? But uh, uh, asking the Lord to uh, give give grace right then. The indwelling Holy Spirit is there to control us and guide us, right? We might realize in our service for the Lord that verbal attack. And criticism can come from anyone, anywhere. Now here, look, look what it says in verses uh, 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 20 and 21. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh. And that's what we want. When we, when we have to deal with something, somebody criticizes us or we're attacked, we say, Lord, listen, please help me to respond with the right spirit. And Lord, please give me the words and the wisdom 
to react as a Christian, to react properly. And verse 21 says, And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Now, of course, these things worse here than criticism, but the, 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 the reality is, as we try to serve the Lord, right, a lot of uh, uh, criticisms and the devil uses attacks. Uh, it says, and, and brother, uh, uh, deliver brother up unto death. And so um, we need to realize that attacks can come uh, from anywhere. Brother, whether it's a sibling, I mean, I'm sure some of us have been attacked by siblings, or whether it's a, a, fellow, a fellow believer. You know, I look at uh, uh, since, uh, you know, I've been in, in the ministry and worked with missionaries and different stuff, and I'm amazed at, you know, uh, uh, not, uh, not all fellow uh, believers always have the right attitude and uh, the right spirit. And, you know, I've talked about that before, about being a team player. It's amazing, uh, even among the ministry, how, how people can uh, uh, be cutting and, and, and criticize over the, over the littlest things over the littlest things. But it says, he that endureth, right? That means to bear up under persecutions and provocations will be saved. Of course, this isn't talking about spiritual salvation, but it's talking about enduring and uh, dealing in uh, uh, a situation, delivered from a situation. And so we need to realize that criticism can come from anywhere and be ready for it. A lot of times when we get saved, you know, and, and uh, our, our siblings, you know, I think about, uh, you know, even my own family, man, I, I've shared with Brother Wood a lot of things, you know, my, my, uh, uh, my uh, older brother, I'm thinking, man, where, you know, where's this coming from? But a lot of times, you know, it's really they're responding to conviction in their heart, you know, what they see in your life, right? And you think they're just criticizing, but really sometimes, even though you don't like the criticism, it can be a good thing because it shows that they're under uh, conviction that your life is being, a, being, a, being a, a witness to them. And so, you know, we need to realize that these things come and we need to ask the Lord to give us wisdom uh, to respond right, wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, and that when this criticism comes, Lord, help my reaction, uh, Holy Spirit. Uh, take control of my words, take control of my attitude, take uh, uh, control of my response. Uh, Father, uh, give me the, the guidance that, uh, that I uh, need in this situation. And to realize, listen, they criticize the Lord. Remember what our Savior endured, verses 25, 24 and 25. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? So when we're being attacked, when we're being criticized, whether it be by the world, whether it be by uh, even fellow believers, always keep before you how our Savior was treated and often criticized, especially by who? Who did he get criticized? The religious crowd. Boy, the religious crowd. I remember uh, uh, being in the military and then passing the military church. Do you know who gave us the hardest time? Chaplains. Chaplains uh, gave us uh, the hardest time because they think, hey, what are you guys doing over here? Man, they, the, the military has chaplains. What are you doing over here? I'm like, well, you just answered your own question, right? <laughs> you just answered your own question. Now, I, I will say there are some, there were some good chaplains when I was in the military. 
Uh, matter of fact, the chaplain of my battalion, he was a, he was a, a Presbyterian. But man, when I was out in the field, he always, because uh, I was usually the one that, that witnessed, uh, he'd always bring me uh, 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 Bibles. He always made sure that they were uh, uh, King James. And when, my, when uh, my leaders, when they came after me trying to get me to witness, he, he would, uh, he would uh, defend me. So I just want to put a plug in that there are some good ones out there, but a lot of times they were the ones that attacked us. And if we witness on post and things uh, and things like that, so it can come from anywhere. So let me ask you for a moment: How do you typically respond to criticism? In what ways in the past has your response to criticism negatively affected your testimony? I mean, have you ever just blown it in some and well, that just I'm going to have to go back to work and apologize to people, or I'm going to have to go back to that group and apologize to people? How has your response to criticism negatively affected your testimony or positively affected you? Like, wow, I can't believe how he handled that. Wow, I mean, that, what, that guy has something real. I, I wouldn't have responded that way. You know, others around you might have said, can you think of times the Lord through His Word and the Holy Spirit have helped you handle uh, criticism? Anybody got a testimony on? Nobody's going to say anything, especially about, the, the, about probably losing it. But those are the things to think about. How do you handle criticism? And how has the Lord helped you? Well, and let's turn over to Acts chapter 11, and we see Peter gives a good testimony about handling criticism. If you'll remember in chapter 10, what happened in chapter 10? Uh, Peter went to, Peter went, uh, of course, Peter was a Jew, and he goes to the home of Cornelius, a Gentile centurion, right? And we know know that story, what a wonderful uh, story that is when uh, uh, Cornelius and all those in his household uh, get saved. But then what happens? In chapter 11, he's confronted by the brethren. If you know what that term means, he's confronted by the brethren, fellow Jewish believers and forefathers of the independent Baptist. Okay, it's okay to smile. That's a joke. We can pick on ourselves. Listen, we can laugh at ourselves, right? We're right. I'm independent Baptist, right? Uh, straight down the line, you know, premillennial and all those other things that are written across the top of the sword of the Lord or whatever, if they're still there. I don't know. It's been a while. I don't know. Brother Wood reads the sword of the Lord, not me. But, uh, right? And so, right, the brother, listen, you go out there and you try and do something for the Lord, the, the brother, they're going to be right there. They're going to be right there ready to uh, uh, criticize, ready to ask the questions, why did you, you know, do this or why did you do that? Well, Peter gives a good example of how to handle that. What does he do in chapter uh, 11? A second here with my new Bible here. Let me open the page here. Acts chapter 11. Look at this. And the apostles, there it is, and brethren, they are, they showed up. Right. And I just want to say I'm, I'm proud to be an independent Baptist. I'll never change being that. But I am not one of the brethren and the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. You think they'd be excited about that? You think they'd be excited about that? But what happens? And when Peter was come to Jerusalem, what they do? 
They were of the circumcision contended with him. You see, they were focused more on their rules and their little do's and don'ts than they were on God, amen, being used of God to impact and see people saved. You know, we, we could say this, Peter erred. If he erred, he erred on the side of grace. You know, I said, listen, uh, uh, what, what I believe, I believe very strongly. And, uh, and, and, and I'm probably a lot more uh, conservative in areas than people believe I am. But you know what? Yeah, maybe I should do certain things. But you know what? If I err, I err on the side of grace with people, mercy with people. I don't know. Uh, sure, do, do people do things that I don't agree with? Could people, boy, if I wanted to get up and, 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 and jump on people because they, they do things I don't agree with, and in, whether it's in church or whether it's in, in, in my family, but if I, uh, I'm going to err, I'm going to, you know what? Because you know what? It's, it's a lot easier. I'm going to get sidetracked now, but that's okay. I, I'm gonna, I, since I'm here, I'm going to go ahead and say this. It's a lot easier to get up and criticize somebody than it is to spend extra time in prayer for somebody. You know, I, if I have to confront somebody, I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to uh, confront somebody. And whether it's whether it's my own family, let me tell you, uh, have have my have my I'm not picking on my family, but I'm just being honest. Have, have my kids always done everything? And let me tell you something. You listen, my kids never wondered what I thought when they did something. They never wondered what I thought about what they were doing. But you know what? They never wondered whether I loved them or whether I'd be there for them either. And that's the way you need to be with children. But you know what? That's, that's between family. And if I got something to say with somebody, that's between me and you. But you better know, chances are, if I said something to you, if I didn't pray for it a lot beforehand, I shall be praying a lot afterhand. Right? And so if you, if you, you know, especially if it's in the church, if you got something to say to somebody, you better make sure that's somebody that's on your prayer list and you pray for them. Because a lot of times I've heard people say, because, listen, I've heard people say, oh, this or that. And I was like, you know what? I don't worry about it because I know that I'm praying about that situation. I know that I'm praying for God to work on that heart. I know that I'm praying for God to work. And that's a lot harder than going up and just saying, well, why don't you this and why don't you that? It's a lot harder to pray for people about those things. And sometimes it, it takes uh, longer. And it's a, it's, a, it's a harder thing on the flesh to go and pray for Peter, people. But thank God that Peter handled it correctly. Right? He says in what verses 1 through 3. I don't know why I said all that, but I'm glad I did. Verses 1 through 3 say this. And the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles also received the And you think, again, they'd be excited about that. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they, were of, they that were of the circumcision just contended with him. What are you doing going to a place and leading all them people to the Lord? That's basically what, what happened. What are you doing leading all them people to the Lord? Now we're going to have Gentiles in heaven. Uh, I thought, finally, okay, I can deal with them down here. But, oh, no, now when we get up there, we're going to, oh, man. Ah, uh, what's heaven coming to? What's heaven coming to? Huh? But that's about basically what they were doing. But, you know, we do that. We do that sometimes ourselves. All right? 
So he says, it says, contend with them. That means to judge, to strive with, which is usually what critics do. But you know what? Peter, let the Lord take over. He says this. Look, what they say, verse saying, Thou wentest into men that are uncircumcised, and did eat with them. You went into people that didn't do things the way we do. And you ate with them. But look at this, verse 4. But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them. And so Peter just rehearsed the matter. He let the Lord take over. He, let, he kept the right spirit. Peter reacted. Here's a good example. Wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove, and just clearly explained his side. And if they'll give you the time to do that, that's a good thing to do. He says, I was in the city of Joppa praying in a trance, and I saw a vision, and a certain vessel ascended, and it had been great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even to me, upon the which when I fastened mine eyes, I considered and saw four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air, and I heard a voice saying to me, Arise and, and slay and eat. And then look, he's honest. He said, man, when I saw that, I said, not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean hath at any time entered my mouth. He said, listen, I didn't even understand myself why the Lord wanted me to go there. He said, I was sort of shocked myself. He said, you're, you're shocked. Hey, I'm the one that had to go there. And I was sort of shocked that the Lord had me go there. Hey, you know one thing I've learned? Listen, when, when, when the Lord, I had to learn this as a young missionary. I remember one time I, I was preaching in this village. I was a brand new missionary and I was, I can't remember. I walked into a, 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 a restaurant or whatever it was and I started preaching. I got done. This old man said, they remember they'd never had Bibles and all that stuff. And this man said, oh, you need to come meet my wife. So me and Mitgo, my translator, we went over there and she says, oh, let me, let me share with you what the Lord showed me. And I, you know, my first reaction was, oh, here we go. One of them. I'm just being honest. I mean, I was, you know. A young mission. I said, oh, here we go. One of them, I said, that's all right. Let's listen. So she gets these papers out, and she reads them to me. Right? Now, she wasn't saying this was a new book of the Bible. Right? She wasn't saying, oh, I'm starting some. I got some cold. I'm running here in this village. She just said, all she said was, the Lord gave me this. And remember, they didn't have a Bible. Right? And all these things. And so I don't know if she heard something when she was young you know, with a grandberry, and maybe the Lord brought something back. But she read the, these pages to me, and at first, you know, I had to hold back my first reaction, right? You know, I said, listen, the Lord can do what he wants when he wants. And I listened to what, and I said, you know what? Mitko said, what do you think about that? I'll never forget it. I said, well, Mitko, I'm going to tell you. I said, I'm going to I said, I don't understand it. I just found it. I said, Mitko, I don't understand it. But now, one thing she said was against the Word of God. Everything she said was about glorifying the Lord, and it encouraged her in the Lord. And just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's wrong, if it does, as long as it doesn't go against the Word of God. And I said, I said, I said, I, I'm not going to say anything against it. I said, I'm not going to say, I, said, I have nothing to say against it. I said, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't have to understand it. God don't have to, you know, God can do what he wants, but I know he's never going to do anything against the word of God. And if it glorifies the Lord and it helps somebody in the relationship with the Lord, I said, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything against it. You know, that was something new to me. You know, I saw, I've seen other things and I said, hey, as long as it doesn't go against the word of God and it glorifies the Lord, the Lord, you know, he can, he can do what he wants. 
And this is what here. He said, listen. He said, I didn't understand why the Lord wanted me to go there. But he said, verse 9, we'll hurry quickly. But the voice answered me again from heaven. What God had cleansed, that call now thou common. Verse 12, he says, oh, the, the, in verse 12, and the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. And so he said, I said, not so, Lord. But he, he said, so Peter said, I didn't understand myself why the Lord wanted me to go. And then verse 9, God himself assured me of his will. Then verse 12, the Holy Spirit confirmed it and gave me peace. And then what? We'll jump down to verses 15 and 16. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he had said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And you see, the results bore witness that it was of God and the right thing to do. And then verse 17, for as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? So listen, your critics may come. As you go out there and you try to be on the forefront of faithfully serving the Lord. But remember this, if you know what you have done, that you've done what God wanted and you have peace in your heart and have seen God give evidence of his blessing, rest in that, not what in people say. Verse 18, and look what happens. And when they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. So what do we see here? They show up, the brethren show up and they criticize God's man, but because he reacted properly, wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, controlled by the Holy Spirit, and just simply, amen, gave his side of the story, not a, right, by reacting like a Christian, by reacting properly, by reacting biblically, by reacting with the right spirit and in the spirit, his critics were convinced and changed their attitude and God got the glory. So you may not always win over your critics, but have peace. You made the effort correctly and did your best. Turn back to Matthew chapter 10 and see how it ends. Matthew chapter 10, verses beginning in verse 40. So critics are always going to be there. That's just going to be part of life. And when you're out there trying to, uh, to serve God, oh, she thinks she's uh, better than everybody. She comes uh, into church. I mean, she comes into work like this. And uh, she, you know, puts, I think uh, Amy told me what they say, let her put Bible verses up there at work. And she comes, she puts her Bible verses up there. And she, you know, she this and that, or he this is. And that, listen, they're always going to be out there. But that's okay. Amen. As long as you know you're doing the will of God, amen, and uh, the, the, your, the Lord is in control of your life. But here's the good side. Look at how the chapter ends. He that receiveth you with me, and he that receiveth me, he that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. You see, there are going to be those, despite the critics, there are going to be those out there. Not only is there always going to be critics, but hey, as you keep going, there are going to be those that are going to receive you. 
There's going to be those that want to be an encouragement to you. There are going to be those that want to be a blessing to you. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup in the cold water, of cold water only in the name of the disciple, verily I send you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. So be encouraged. Hey, as long as we're in this life, as long as we live around humans, people can act like humans. Amen. But also, hey, as we go out there, amen, and serve the Lord faithfully, there are going to be those, amen, to encourage us along the way, and amen, and say, yes, I'm sure I had to go through a bunch of critics to get here, but hey, they believed, they got saved, or they got help, or they were encouraged, amen, I helped them in their relationship with the Lord. Let's pray.